Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Thursday at 6 o'clock as we bring you our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning the grade is in for the GOP health care bill, and Orlando teams up with UCF for a mass shooting guidebook. We'll have those details coming up in one minute. And why would the terrorists target little girls at a concert venue? We may have the answer. Stay tuned on Good Morning Orlando. Good Thursday morning at 6.01 on News Radio 1025. The GOP health care bill that was passed by the House would cause about 23 million Americans to lose their health insurance coverage by 2026. That's according to a new report from the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. The CBO report says the legislation would also prompt about $119 billion in deficit reduction over a decade. The GOP bill to repeal and replace Obamacare now faces opposition in the Senate. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And we'll be talking about that in some detail here in this half hour, Deb. All right. Another story I'm sure you'll be mentioning this morning, but is the fact that President Trump will be meeting with NATO leaders today as he continues his first international trip as president. The meeting in Brussels is expected to focus on the Trump administration's commitment to the military alliance. Trump had said NATO was obsolete during his campaign, although earlier this year he had said it no longer is. Trump is expected to demand that all member nations meet the commitment of spending at least 2% of GDP on defense. NATO leaders say they want Trump's commitment to the element of the NATO treaty in which members agree that an attack on one member country is an attack on all. And we understand that the president may well be taken aside by British Prime Minister Theresa May. Uh, The Brits are not happy about some intel leaks related to the Manchester massacre. And apparently she's going to give them a little what fur and a little earful. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, they've stopped updating, in fact, Americans, uh, reporters and officials on the details of the Manchester explosion. Leaks, just where we can't have leaks. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of that Manchester bombing, singer Ariana Grande is taking some time off from her world tour to spend time with her family in South Florida after that deadly explosion Monday at her concert in Manchester, England. Representatives for the 23-year-old announced yesterday that tour dates through June 5th are canceled and that refunds will be given to affected buyers. The Boca Raton native is expected to return to the stage in Paris on June 7th. Police in England say 22 people died and dozens more were injured when a suicide bomber detonated himself at the Manchester Arena just minutes after Ariana Grande finished her show. The city of Orlando is teaming up with the University of Central Florida to create a mass shooting guidebook. The announcement comes nearly a year after the Pulse nightclub attack, and the manual would be used to help other cities if they're ever faced with a similar situation. The guidebook would analyze what Orlando did right and could have done better and should be completed by the end of the year. Speaking of UCF, a student is arrested for allegedly changing a grade. 22-year-old engineering student Sammy Amar turned himself into the Orange County Jail yesterday on an arrest warrant. He's accused of uh, changing an F grade in his class to a B earlier this month after sneaking into one of the school's buildings late at night, hacking into the computer. He was released on bond. And finally, get ready to be reminded all day of something that happened a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's right. Today is the 40th anniversary of the release of Star Wars. 
The legendary space saga premiered on May 25th, 1977. The movie didn't just make huge stars of actors Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill. It also made huge contributions to popular culture and has generated more than $6.5 billion in box office revenue. And there's much more money where that came from. As entertainment franchises go, the force is strong with this one. It also changed uh, how we see and watch and make movies. Yeah, that's absolutely true, you know. And um, gosh, right here we've got, you know, a couple of generations represented. And I'll bet you'll find out that everybody here on the team Star Wars fans. I certainly am, Deb. Oh, well, I saw the the original one in the movie theater a couple of times. I'd never seen anything like it. And that was before Yaffe was born, but you're a Star Wars fan nevertheless, right? Yes, I am. Love about, Star Wars. How about you, Bryce? You're even younger than Yaffe. 100%. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it just transcends the generations, and it's... Uh, it's just going to keep on going. Yes, it is. You know, and, uh, it's fantastic. Good stuff. And we've got, of course, a lot of exciting stuff going on here locally as well. Yeah, we'll be talking about that as the show unveils here over the next three hours. But right now, WFLA News Time at 6.06, and you can read about a lucky lottery winner claiming their prize literally in the nick of time, as in it was going to expire the very next day. Oh, no kidding. Just under the just wire. Just under Ooh. the wire. But you can read the story for yourself at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Thanks, Deb. We got a bleary-eyed partner here. Yeah, what's going on? Well, it was Linda's birthday, and we had the family and the grandkids and everybody out at a local restaurant last night, and we partied hardy a little bit too long. Yeah? yeah. How did she like her birthday present? Oh, I made her some wind chimes for Gammy's Garden, and yes. they sound great. They're going to annoy the neighbors, but they really sound great. Well, I think annoying the neighbors was was part of the... Well, you know, yeah, one of the benefits. Yeah, because they got these yappy dogs, you know, so we got to get even. <laughs> but did she love the fact that, you know, you spent time in a workshop and in your office actually making her a set of wind chimes when you could have just gone to any local improvement store and just oh, yeah. picked up a pair? I, I get some much-needed husband of the year points when oh, I do something like that. Yes, <laughs> sir. Of course you do. It was good I hope stuff. you guys. I hope you guys had a great time. And we, happy birthday to Linda once oh, she's again. Terrific. Yeah, we had, we had a really, really great time. But again, just a little bit short on sleep. I'm just telling you, expect anything. I have no idea what's likely to come out of my mouth. We may, however, be able to generate a few coherent thoughts on our first talk topics coming up. Shall I take a shot at it? I think you should, and I think you'll excel at it. <laughs> I hope so. We're about to find out. Yaffe at the controls, Bryce screening. We're all coming to you from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're going to get into the uh, CBO scoring of the Republican health care bill and where all of this goes from here. And some perspectives a couple of days out now from the Manchester massacre. The question I continue to ask myself, and you may well as uh, have been asking yourself, too, is, I mean, even ISIS, these barbarians, I mean, why, why would they target innocent little girls? A former terrorist has an explanation for this, and we'll get to it in a moment. All of this on Orlando's News Weather and Traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So Yaffe was on in his primetime show last night, Beyond Reason, working while I was out partying and celebrating Linda's birthday. Uh, and you're going to be on again tonight. And a hot topic for you last night, Mike, was the Congressional Budget Office scoring of the uh, House Health Care Bill, a.k.a. the American Health Care Act. 
And uh, it was a very, very mixed scoring. Some good news about the legislation compared to Obamacare and some bad news as well. And then the ever-present question of how accurate is the CBO. They've been off target at times, and they've been on target at times. You know, it's funny. We've been saying for the past few weeks that something is going to break during the day right before my show. Mm-hmm. And it keeps happening. So the CBO <laughs> came out maybe just a couple hours or so before my show. So, yes, I did talk about it. And you're right. It's a mixed signal. I mean, we tend to look at the CBO as like the oracles on the mountain with a crystal ball looking into the future. But they're not always right. But there was still some good and some bad, like you said, in it. Yeah, and um, here we go on that score. Uh, the Republican health care uh, bill to replace, repeal or replace Obamacare barely passed the House, you'll remember. CBO says over the next 10 years, if it were to be implemented, and trust me, this is going to be vastly changed by the Senate, and they're already walking away from this thing from the House, okay? So who knows what we're going to wind up with here. But they say the House bill, if it became the law of the land, would result in 23 million fewer people having health insurance over 10 years, as would have it under Obamacare. But the good news is in terms of costs and the deficit, um, the Republican House bill would reduce the deficit by $119 billion over 10 years, uh, even though that is somewhat less than the CBO predicted in the previous version of the bill. One of the big controversies, of course, of what they they had to do, they had to add this amendment, this MacArthur Amendment, allowing states to to vote in waivers to allow them off the hook for some of the mandates in Obamacare to keep the premiums down. And and they talk about that, that it's going to allow insurers to cost more people, uh, charge people more money for their premiums uh, based on their health that insurers um, will be able to charge sick people more. Some people with pre-existing conditions would lose coverage because they could not afford the premiums despite extra funding provided in the bill, billions, $8 billion, I think, extra set aside uh, to handle that, you know, a big, big pool of money. Now, Tom Price is Trump's uh, Health and Human Services Secretary and a real expert out of his years in Congress with health care, and he immediately pushed back against the CBO scoring, says they are wrong again wrong again and uh there are republicans who are saying the house bill is a an early step here but uh we need to uh, refine this in the house in the senate by the way mcconnell the senate uh, majority leader yaffe yesterday as you may know said i don't know how we're going to get to 50 votes you know off this house bill so it is a most certainly going to be changed i don't know what we're going to get when this whole thing is done but there is no doubt about it For better or for worse, the Republicans will own it because they ran on uh, repeal and replace of Obamacare, and they voted on it 60 times, knowing it would go nowhere under the Obama regime. So whatever comes out of Congress, they're going to own it. Yeah, I'm a little worried what's going to come out of it. I mean, there's some good things that need to be added to this bill that were not added to the House bill that could help with a lot of the issues like competing across state lines, yes. allowing people to create associations outside of their employer. Those things would help a lot, but we'll see what happens. Too many moderates in there. Yep, we indeed will. If you want to weigh in on the CBO scoring of the House bill and where you think all of this is going with health care this morning, 407-916-5400 and the text line 23680. Need to talk about the aftermath of the Manchester massacre and why the Brits are so mad at us this morning. And also a former jihadi 
explains why they would target the ISIS guys who are apparently behind all of this, a concert venue with a bunch of innocent little girls. Man, how sick and twisted are they? Everything Trump says about radical Islam is true. It really is. Jaffe, we really got hammered out in Winter Springs, but it was fairly brief yesterday. I mean, I'm telling you, it was furious. The wind and the rain from all directions. The thunder was crashing. And I said, this looked to me like this is going to go on all evening. And then everything behind it kind of fell apart. Uh And it quieted down, didn't it? That's Florida. (laughs) That's Florida weather for you. That's exactly how it is. How about you guys? Did you get blasted where you were yesterday? Man, I'm telling you, it was ferocious. Maybe it's just that... We haven't had that for so long. Maybe it seemed worse to me, you know. I didn't. I don't, I don't think I really got blasted where I was. Really? Maybe I was sleeping. I took a nap, so maybe oh. it happened during my nap. Wow. <laughs> that, that's how powerful my naps are. I just ignore the weather. Wow. <laughs> You're a deep napper. How about you, Bryce? Did you get Did you get slammed yesterday with the weather? I work inside all day. I don't see the sunshine or the rain. No kidding. Or what are smiles. you? What are you a miner? <laughs> what is this guy? Doing? We have coal miners here in Florida. <laughs> in I, in you know, in this business, in radio, you don't know what they're having them do around yeah. here. Well, you're in a soundproof studio. You probably have no clue what's going on outside. Anyway, we need to get into this very, very briefly here. Um, I was, uh, I've been asking this question. I asked it on the air, and I know everybody who who cares about these poor victims. So many young girls in particular, teenagers, all the way down to eight-year-olds, etc., in the wake of the Manchester Arena massacre at the Ariana Grande concert just afterward there. I mean, why would even ISIS do this? Why would they do that? I mean, there's no way these people can cause them any problems at all. They don't have to wipe them out. Why would they do this? And there was an interview um, I was reading with a former radical Islamic terrorist, a guy by the name of Mubin Sheikh. And um, he says that ISIS viewed the attack as some kind of a perverted PR opportunity, that the Ariana Grande concert was a den of immorality to them, pop culture they absolutely despise. And it was a natural target. Ariana Grande, a big-name brand of pop culture from the United States, the great Satan, you know? And... um, Kids being killed gets coverage, emotional reactions, all these things hitting at the same time at the same place. And um, the great uh, the great Irish superstar, U2's Bono, he said, you know what? These radical Islamic terrorists, they hate music, they hate women, they even hate little girls. They hate everything we love. And it's absolutely true. Incredible. Everything Trump says about them and wiping them out, it's got to be done, is absolutely true. There is no other way. We're in trouble with the Brits here, and I think we deserve to be. Um, In the wake of the Manchester terrorist attack, British intelligence is just furious because what happened was that intel sources within the U.S. intelligence system and network don't know the specifics, whether it's CIA or NSA or or whether it is the FBI or some combination, leaked information to the American media, like the New York Times, and they jumped on it and put it out there, of course, that compromises the investigation in the wake of the Manchester massacre, according to the Brits. Forensic photographs of parts of the bomb that killed 22 people and maimed scores more. And the early reporting 
of the suspect's name that is now out there worldwide. This guy, um, Abedi. And what they say is, you jump the gun on this stuff. And what happens is it compromises the investigation and anyone associated with the dead suicide bomber. And now we know that it looks like there's a big network here. They've, you know, they've, they've, they've arrested, I think, six or eight people, family members, et cetera, of this guy. And, and, and what it does is, is it sends them underground or maybe scurrying to get the heck out of the country. And, and, and U.S. intel leaked this stuff to the American media to put out there while the Brits are trying to do their investigation. They're furious with us. Theresa May, the prime minister, is apparently going to take Trump aside at the uh, summit, the NATO summit in Brussels today, and give him a little bit what fur on that. And I think maybe, maybe she should. Let's go to the phones on Jay's line. You're from Maitland this morning talking about the uh, CBO scoring of the health care plan. What about it? Yeah, hi, bud. Um, my comment basically is I think they ought to let it crash and burn. I hope nothing comes out of the Senate. Um, I mean, I'm a big free market person, and what they've produced here is uh, nothing like free market. I'd rather take my shot in uh, 2018 or 2019 when this thing collapses uh, to have a real legitimate health care bill that will take this out of the government. And with the way things are in Washington, the only thing they ever respond to is an emergency. So we need an emergency for them to finally come to grips. They're either going to try to take it over or they're going to put it back in the public. But right now the government's in control anyway. So what do the free market people have to lose? Hang in there with Obamacare. And when it collapses, come up with something far superior and more free market than what we are seeing out of the House. Jay, I think that there's a fair amount of sentiment out there that that perhaps may well be the way we should go and will go. We'll see. We've been talking about the CBO scoring of the Republican health care bill, and you have more on that in our news update this morning. Yes, I do, bud. The House Republican health care bill would result in 23 million people losing health insurance by 2026. That's according to a new report from the Nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, or the CBO. The GOP bill narrowly passed the House but faces an uncertain fate in the Senate. It aims to repeal and replace Obamacare. The CBO report also says the legislation would prompt about $119 billion in deficit reduction over a decade. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In the meantime, supporters of Obamacare stage a die-in outside Senator Marco Rubio's office in the state capitol. They had to do it outside because the office was locked as soon as they found out there would be a protest. Jim Ball with the group Indivisible Rise says that's standard procedure with Rubio. His office is closed. He doesn't do town halls. Indivisible Rise has sent him hundreds of postcards, both to his Washington office and to his Tallahassee office, and we don't hear back from him. Ball says the Republican replacement for Obamacare would cost more, cover less, and leave millions of Americans without health insurance. Mosquito control is the best way to fight the Zika virus. That's what a scientific team at California's Scripps Research Institute says. The study focused on Miami, where the team found that reducing the mosquito population decreased Zika infections proportionally. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg finally returns to the place where it all started today, the Harvard dropout. 
Roosevelt is slated to deliver the commencement address at Harvard University. The school held its class day ceremony yesterday with former Vice President Joe Biden as the speaker. Biden called on the graduating class to take the opportunity to help address the world's problems. And in sports, the NFL's Pro Bowl is returning to Orlando next season. The league has announced the 2018 Pro Bowl will take place at Camping World Stadium on January 28th. The Pro Bowl was held at the venue in January for the first time, with the AFC winning the contest 20-13. to The traditional AFC versus NFC format will continue as well, with 88 players selected, including 44 from each conference. Orlando put on a good show, and the NFL was impressed, and that's the proof of it, Deb. Yeah, yes, it is. Bring on the big shows. You can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com, including the Super Bowl coming to Tampa in 2021. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Well, thank you, Deb. We roll on for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com and we bring in Gina Cervetti live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City with our Thursday morning, a.k.a. Friday Eve edition of the Bloomberg Business Report. How do those futures look and what went on in the markets yesterday, Gina? Good morning, bud. The futures look pretty good. It looks like we're headed for a higher Wall Street open with Dow futures up 76 points. And yesterday we had the broader market climbing to fresh records as minutes from the Fed's last meeting showed officials signaling the economy remains on track. And most policymakers are saying that they are expecting two more rate increases uh, for the remainder of the year. The Dow rose 75 points to 21,012. The S&P was up 6 to 2,404. And the NASDAQ gained 24 points and settled in at 61.63. And what are you watching for today at Bloomberg, Gina? Well, we're watching for some earnings from various companies. Just got Sears, and it looks like maybe the turnaround plan is starting to gain some traction. Uh, Sears posted a loss when adjusting for one-time items, but when those are removed, it actually posted a profit. So shares are higher this morning. Have earnings from Best Buy and Costco later as well. And we get the weekly jobless claims and the Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Index. You know, in most lines of work, Gina, and I've had some of this experience myself, when you get fired, all you get is an escort to the door, you know. But if you're <laughs> yeah. a real big-time player, a CEO of a major corporation, boy, you talk about golden parachutes. Here's a great example of exactly that. What can you tell us about what's going on at Ford? Well, the former CEO, Mark Fields, could walk away with about $57.5 million in compensation. Equity awards make up the bulk of Fields' compensation. He agreed to resign, as you know, this week after the carmaker's stock declined 37 percent on his watch. The 56-year-old Fields will also retain what they are calling reasonable use of the corporate aircraft at Ford until August 1st. And even though the shares were down 37 percent during his tenure, Ford was actually making a profit. So most of us don't walk away with that much money, but... He can, when, particularly he when can you get, fly away in the corporate jet, I guess. And particularly when you get canned. 57 <laughs> mil. Bye. Unbelievable. I'm yeah. out the door. Oh, yeah. boy. Incredible. That's the way it is. That's the way it is at that level, I guess. Now, um, Bloomberg reporting on the head of the world's biggest mutual fund company and uh, what that person is saying about these stock market gains we've been seeing in recent months, Gina. Yeah, Vanguard's Bill McNabb, who leads the world's largest mutual fund company, says he is very cautious about the U.S. market as stocks have surged to record levels. Uh, the CEO tells Bloomberg that the worry is that the market is essentially making assumptions that tax reforms will occur, infrastructure spending will increase, and regulation will be dialed down. But he says the probability of any or all of those things happening in the next six months is pretty low. 
And finally, Gina's going to clue us in on an ongoing trend in the uh, home computer business. What's the story there? Well, HP is showing some accelerating sales momentum, delivering growth in both personal computers and printers for the first time in more than five years. A revenue rose nearly 7%. That beat estimates. HP gave a forecast for the current quarter that may beat projections and raised its forecast for the year. It's not the desktops that are doing well. Unit sales of those fell 6%, but consumer demand helped drive stronger growth among laptop shipments. They surged 12%. All right, that'll do it. Gina Cervetti on the job for us in the Bloomberg Newsroom with a daily Bloomberg Newsroom report from New York City. Have a great rest of the day. Gina, we'll look forward to your report in 24 hours on a Friday morning. Thank you. All right, bud. Thank you. There we go. Now, do you ever wonder why conservative college kids, and we got a bunch of them, you know, even though they're being indoctrinated by all the left-wing professors in college campuses around the country, okay, we got some rock-solid conservative kids. Why does there seem to be so little in the way of protesting and pushback against the endless flood of liberal commencement speakers the university brings in? I've wondered that myself. We'll talk about it here in a moment. And we've got some stunning stats on that that are just in. So we'll get to it. Take your phone calls and your text messages as well. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. We'll be updated in only two minutes, so I hope you'll stay right where you are with us here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So there's no end to the parade of liberal commencement speakers at our colleges across the country. You know, lefty Mark Zuckerberg's going to be speaking at Harvard, as Deb was saying. How extreme is the imbalance here in the politics of commencement speakers at our major universities? Well, the Young America's Foundation, YAF, has done a survey. They do it every year, and they survey the commencement speakers at the top 100 national universities as ranked in the annual study and survey by U.S. News and World Report. And it turns out this is more unbalanced than it has ever been, but it has been unbalanced as far back as we can remember. Academia is an absolute bastion of liberalism. Left-wingers run these colleges. Left-wing professors indoctrinate our kids. Um, and there seems to be so little pushback by the, by the conservative students around the country, doesn't there? Let me give you some statistics from Young America's Foundation and their latest survey. In the first year of the Trump presidency, liberal commencement speakers outnumber conservative speakers by a ratio of 11 to 1. The commencement addresses given at these top colleges, 45 liberal speakers imparting progressive ideas, just four conservatives addressing graduates this year. And um, last year, the ratio was not 11 to 1, it was 4 to 1. 2015, 6 to 1. 2014, it was 4 to 1. 2013, 3.5 to 1. 2012, it was 7 to 1. It's always been imbalanced, but it is more unbalanced now. And Yaffe, it's a good question, isn't it? Why we see so little pushback by, by Republican students, you know, and by the parents of Republican students. I think I know what it is with the students, because I remember this too when I was in college, and I remember having some really liberal professors, and I knew what I needed to put down on a paper or, or I was going to get penalized on a grade. 
And I hate to say it in retrospect, I kind of sold out because I needed a good grade point average. I kept my mouth shut and my my head down, you know, and I gave them what they wanted when I wrote a paper. You know, I gave them what they wanted because they would penalize me if I, I already had conservative views at that point. But frankly, I was not willing to risk my grade point average. And in my case, the potential of graduating. So I kept my mouth shut. And I think that's a lot of what goes on on college campuses. Oh, I'm sure it's what goes on. But I think the other reason as well is conservatives are not as opposed to hearing other points of view. Basically. The intolerance of the left has always been evident, but never more so than now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's much, much worse right now under the Trump presidency. There is no tolerance whatsoever. As a matter of fact, they they demand complete isolation from opposing points of view, safe spaces on campus, refuge for the liberal students, you know, where where nobody else can come in or doesn't think like they think. And then it all peaks with the selection of these liberal uh, commencement speakers. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Say, if you had a liberal speak at Liberty University, which is pretty much a conservative college, oh, it is. I guarantee you there wouldn't be some mass protest or any violence or anything. Because that's not how we think. It's against how we believe, how we think. Right. That's really a great, great point that you raise. Well, at any rate, time now for fun and games. Once a day, we play the sound judgment game, and we have a great prize for you patriots just in time for Memorial Day. You're going to want to play, and you're going to want to win. And the only way you can do either is to call me now. Get on the 50,000-watt front porch to be a contestant. We'll have some fun with the sound judgment game. 407 916 5,400. How about some newcomers on the way to work this morning to join the regulars? 407-916-5400. Remember, you're only eligible if you haven't won sound judgment in the last 30 days. 407-916-5400. We'll play in just a moment. As we say, we got a prize that matches up very, very well with the patriotic flavor of a Memorial Day weekend here in Central Florida. We have our contestants ready to go here. 407-916-5400 is the number. If one of them goes down with a wrong answer, the line opens up for you that may be busy right now. And, Bryce, let's talk about that prize. Yep, you could win a copy of American Spirit, Mannheim Steamroller's stunning musical tribute to America on CD. It is a musical celebration of our country and the people that make it great, featuring Mannheim's version of patriotic classics, American the Beautiful, the Star-Spangled Banner, Battle Hymn of the Republic, Home on the Range, and more. If you're a fan of the Christmas music of Mannheim Steamroller, you will enjoy the music included on American Spirit, available at Amazon.com, iTunes, and MannheimSteamroller.com. And available at no cost to our winner of today's Sound Judgment game. We've had a couple of cells drop out, 407-916-5400. If you want to play and win, are you ready to go? 407-916-5400. A major new attraction opens today in Central Florida. I want you to listen to some sound of it being described, then use your sound judgment to tell me the name of this attraction and the company that owns it. An island oasis where thrills and relaxation flow in perfect harmony. It's a theme park like no other. An all-new kind of paradise where every moment is inspired by the belief that water is life and life is joy. That's a promo for today's new attraction that has its grand opening in Central Florida. And I want you to tell me the name of the attraction and the company that features it. 407-916-5400. 
Line one, you've got the first chance to win this morning. Go ahead, line one. Uh, would it be the water park opening today? Got to be specific. What's it called? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, Universal uh, Water Park. No, you're kind of on the right track, hon, but I'm sorry. I can't give you the prize. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Let's go to line four, see if we can find a winner. Uh, is it Volcano Island? No, but you're really closing in on it. Nope, can't give you that. 407-916-5400. You've been hearing all about it, haven't you? And you're thinking, oh, it's so early. i got to get the cobwebs out and figure this one out and win that prize. But not yet. Let's go to line three. Go ahead. Name the attraction and the company that features it. Volcano Bay. Universal. There it is. The crowd confirms it. By acclamation, you are our sound judgment winner. Way to go, my friend, and congratulations. Well, thank you, Mr. Bud. Ha-ha, <laughs> good stuff. Way to start your Thursday, right? Yes, sir. What's your first name, please? Jim from Mount Dora. Yeah? All right. Thank you so much for coming on and getting it all straight, and everybody now who was searching around for the answer to the question now knows it courtesy of you. Yup, it's the grand opening today of Volcano Bay, the water park at Universal. Jim, you know the drill. If you're a regular here, I'll put you on hold. You'll talk with Bryce, our screener, and we'll make the connection on the prize, okay? Thank, thank you, sir. Enjoy your show. Thank you so much, and I wish you I wish you a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I know you're a patriot, and um, I know you will you will very much place the focus on Memorial Day where it needs to be. Thank you, Jim. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. I'm going to put you on hold right now, and there you go. Yaffe, you're a big water park guy. You're ready for Volcano Bay, huh? Yes, I might wait a little bit because the crowds are going to be crazy at first. But, yes, I love water parks. I used to go to Wet n' Wild all the time. Apparently they have this special new deal that you put on your wrist here um, that, that actually uh, it, it beeps like you're at a restaurant or something and telling you when your table's ready. And you don't have to wait online. You just show up and you go in. Really? They've got a whole new concept there, so there aren't going to be any long lines, they say. That's a real innovation. That's very yeah. interesting. How is that going to work in a water park? Huh. Well, I don't know. Go and find out. You know, I remember uh, Wet and Wild, we used to take the kids there when we first came to Orlando. And Blizzard oh. Beach and Typhoon Lagoon down at Disney, just love that stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that, too. I, I'm, so, I'm a little sad Wet and Wild was closed, to be honest. Yeah, me too. But Volcano Bay is supposed to be phenomenal. Okay, um, top of the hour right now. Deborah Roberts checking in here from the Frontgate Realty Studio on Good Morning Orlando. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. And the news at the top of the hour, the grade is in for the GOP health care bill. And the rain we're getting, it is helping, but the lightning is not. The Deb Meister, my partner and co-host here on the show, ready with the news on the 50,000-watt front porch. And from all of us on a Thursday morning, we are glad you're with us at 6.59. Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. We're glad you're with us here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour for the very latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, the grade is in for the GOP health care bill, and the rain is helping our wildfire threat, but not the lightning. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And we're hopping aboard the Trump train. Come along with me next on Good Morning Orlando. 
Good Thursday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 102.5. A U.S. House candidate in today's special election in Montana is charged with misdemeanor assault after allegedly body slamming a reporter. Reporter Ben Jacobs of The Guardian says House, can- House candidate Greg Gianforte body slammed him at his campaign headquarters in Bozeman yesterday after being asked about the House GOP health care bill. And yeah, we'll talk to you about that later. Yeah, but there's not going to be time. I'm just curious if okay, you have speak right with now. Shane, please. But you Gianforte is running against Democrat Rob Quist in a special election today to replace Republican Congressman Ryan Zinke. Zinke is now the U.S. Interior Secretary. Jacob says Gianforte broke his glasses and injured his elbow in the scuffle. The Gallatin County Sheriff is currently investigating the alleged assault. Nearly 23 million people could lose their health insurance by 2026 under the House Republican health care bill. That's according to a new report from the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. I'm never quite seen and heard anything like that. There were plenty of other reporters around. So, you know, this is not a he said, he said debate. This happened. And uh, some newspapers have already pulled their endorsement of this guy. And they're wondering whether or not it might turn the election around. We'll be watching for it. We will. And apparently this had happened between this particular lawmaker and this reporter before. Well, I think they'd gotten into it. They'd gotten into four. Yeah, exactly. Which apparently is why Jacobs was running his recorder, but not uh, he didn't have a camera. Obviously, he's for the Guardian. Right. But he, he ran audio just in case something happened. Gee, and boy, did it. And boy, did it, yeah. Body slam. Body slam, yeah. Even Fox News reportedly had said, because they had a team at the Bozeman headquarters. Yeah, saying that uh, he'd been, the reporter Jacobs had been grabbed by the throat. And so uh, we have not heard the last of this. And it will be interesting, though, Bud, to see if this does have any effect on today's special election out west. Yeah, we'll find out. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Back here in central Florida, we're cleaning up after severe weather. The National Weather Service said winds as great as 56 miles per hour swept through the Orlando area late yesterday, leaving behind tree damage and power outages. About an inch and a quarter of rain fell, barely putting a dent in the area's ongoing drought. And firefighters are getting a break thanks to recent rains. Jim Carls at the Florida Division of Forestry says it's helping them get a handle on more than 100 wildfires throughout the peninsula. I'm going to take every drop of rain I can get, and it does help, but uh, but we got a ways to go yet. But Agriculture Commissioner Adam Putnam says it's going to take more than a few days of rain to break the drought. Florida is still very, very dry. Even if you've got a smidge of rain, it doesn't take long for that to disappear and, uh, and all the good that it brings to go away. So the, the conditions are still very severe for uh, an active wildfire season. The recent storms have been a mixed blessing. The rain helps suppress wildfires, but the lightning starts new ones. The last couple of days of rain are helping the West Mims firefighting effort. Florida and Georgia forestry officials monitoring the blaze at the Okefenokee National Wildlife Refuge said the 152,000-acre blaze is now 60% contained. And the last two days for heavy rains have helped firefighters take a break from a constant defensive posture. Authorities say the fire will likely burn for weeks more, but that more rainy days could help completely put it out. Remember earlier we were talking about them saying that they weren't going to be able to put that MIMS fire out until November. Right. So if they can get it done in weeks, that would be great. I was reading it's the size of the land area of Chicago. Literally, yeah. Amazing. It really, really is. And finally, it's not bad weather, but a wayward raccoon blamed for a widespread power outage in Kissimmee yesterday morning. The raccoon did this by climbing onto a 13,000-volt piece of electrical equipment, 
More than 5,000 customers of Kissimmee Utility Authority were without electricity for about an hour, and you can imagine the raccoon did not make it. I was going to say, southern fried raccoon. Oh, without a doubt. (laughs) Does that smell like burnt hair? (laughs) WFLA News Time 707. Read about 20% of kids killed in car crashes, bud, were not properly restrained. Just goes to show, even when you think you've put the car seat in properly, before you head out on that big Memorial Day road trip, you might want to pull into a fire station or a sheriff's office and just have them give it a look-see. Nothing is more important than getting that right. It really, really is, and it's amazingly easy how hard it is to do correctly. But you can get those stats at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. So glad you're making us a part of your Thursday morning as we continue for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're hopping on the Trump train. I got some good news for you that doesn't get a lot of attention, of course. Good news about the president from the ATM machine, a.k.a. the anti-Trump media machine. But we've got the Trump train rolling and up to speed and hop aboard in just a moment. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic Updated for you in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Boy, that guy running in the special election out in Montana. Body slammed the reporter from the UK publication The Guardian. They've got all of the audio because it was kind of like a radio thing, a recorder, and uh, not, not a video situation, but there were reporters there, Fox and everybody, who saw what happened. Now some newspapers, as Deb and I were discussing, Yaffe, have uh, pulled their endorsement of this guy, GN40. Mm, I could see why. (laughs) Yeah, but it's interesting. There's very little time for the electorate to react, but it's widely publicized. This is a very conservative red state, Montana. And, And the initial reaction is this guy has just blown himself up politically. But, you know, when they have all of this resentment, to what the media has been up to and how anti-Trump they are, maybe it'll cut the other way in Montana, Mike. <laughs> maybe. I kind of hope it doesn't. I, I understand resentment towards the media, but should we be body slamming them? I I don't know if that's really the solution here. I mean, you know, is the World Wrestling Federation? I mean, that, that is totally outrageous and uncalled well, for. It's resulting in assault charges. I just wonder, though, in conservative Montana... With people just really ticked off at the anti-Trump liberal media, uh, or whether who knows, maybe maybe it'll actually not end his hopes of winning this thing. I don't know how that will play. I really could well, see it go any other way. I mean, in today's world, I mean, we have a former wrestler, The Rock, who wants to maybe run for president. So, um, <laughs> yeah, who knows what could happen now? Yeah. Maybe they'll, yeah, instead of debates, they'll have cage matches. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Steel cage match. <laughs> anyway, you know, we talk a lot about the anti-Trump media machine. There's no question committed to the destruction of the Trump presidency and conservative causes in general. Um, it's really interesting, and I think this is really predictable. And I'm glad to see it. Erasmussen has done a report on how the president's uh, approval numbers are being impacted by his performance on the foreign trip. Presidents tend to look more presidential in foreign soil than anywhere else, and I think President Trump has been absolutely tremendous. It, it has been something to see, and there is more to come. We've got the NATO summit in Brussels, and we've got um, uh, the G7 summit, etc., after Israel, after the Vatican, after that incredible speech to the Muslim nations in Saudi Arabia. 
Um, Rasmussen says, you know, people are reacting to this in a very positive way. That Trump's approval numbers now up two points from Tuesday, four points from Monday. They've increased five points from last week, according to the survey, to the point where 48 percent now approve of Trump's performance. Now, I don't know whether President Trump has enough time to be a regular listener here on Good Morning Orlando. He could get us crystal clear with the fabulous free iHeartRadio app. I mean, I guess he is kind of busy, but he should definitely make time, I think. He should. But maybe somebody is listening and relaying something in his ear and says, you know, the Bud Man's really hammering you about this idea of picking Joe Lieberman, the ancient former, oh, yeah. former FBI, you know, former senator from Connecticut to be FBI director. And apparently the president has now backed away from the Lieberman selection and he's continuing to look. Now, Joe Lieberman is an honest guy, and he is a patriotic guy. He has endless experience as a legislator, but no federal prosecutorial experience and absolutely no connection to the FBI. This is too critically important a job uh, in terms of crime fighting and fighting terrorism to put a guy like Lieberman in that important position. He does not have the experience for that. And finally, it looks like the president has decided to turn away from Joe Lieberman. Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah. Uh, well, I think he, he must have been listening to you because you were, you were really red hot on that. And, I was. And I still am. You know, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that you're now advising the president yeah, on what to do. Absolutely. <laughs> right. This whole thing is going to my head, isn't it? Anyway. But at any rate, um, there would be a conflict of interest, too, because as I told you, the reason he was leaning toward Lieberman, I finally needed to get to the bottom of it, and I did. I found out that Lieberman now works as a lawyer for the law firm that represents Trump. And by the way, Trump has now lawyered up in the face of all of this, uh, you know, about Russian issues, et cetera, okay? And, uh, and, and he's done that by bringing on board a guy who's been his top attorney and a real attack dog he is, this guy Kasowitz. And, uh, you know, Lieberman works for this guy. That would not work if he were to all of a sudden nominate him to be FBI director. So I am glad to see that. So anybody want to hop on the Trump train and weigh in on how the president is doing on his foreign trip and where all of this with the Russians is going? And I have to tell you, at this point in time, I think it is the witch hunt the president says that it is. But the ATM machine, the anti-Trump media machine, the left, the deep state, the Democrats, they will not relent. But I'm proud of the president's performance in the Middle East. And do you agree with me, and Europe, I should say now, that uh, moving away from Lieberman for FBI director was absolutely what needed to happen? 407-916-5400. Haven't given you much of an opportunity to talk to me this morning. But I would love to have your take on uh, what we've brought you from the Trump train this morning. And if you're still on the Trump train, as we are, 407-916-5400, text line 23680. So we have an assault charge against this guy running out in Montana in this special congressional election, this guy GN40. Uh, a reporter got in his face about the Republican health care bill and he wound up decking him. He, he 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 body slammed him to the ground. Yeah, choke slammed him, grabbed him by the neck, according to reports. Yeah, and Pretty bad. Uh, we'll have to see how it impacts the election. We're getting some reaction from you, Jim. You're in Orlando. Good morning. You're on with a Bud Man. Now, is there any justification for that level of physical violence, as absolutely aggravating as the media can be? 
Well, my opinion is that I think the liberal media can incite uh, things to happen so they can put a, a bad light on uh, conservative Republicans. So I, I think the, uh, the, the media could have uh, caused that to happen. Wow. I still think, don't you have to kind of be responsible for your own actions? I mean, it's really hard for me from this microphone here to advocate physical violence in a scenario like that, you know? Put them down with your words and uh, a good defense of the issue. I don't know about that, Jim. I, I, I think this really, really goes too far. I do. What about the text line, Yaffe? Anything coming in on this? Yeah, one person says, uh, reporters need to have more respect. Free speech doesn't give people the right to badger. Yeah, but, you know... Uh, well, it was kind of... Uh, I mean, he was talking to other reporters there, right? Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> he was. You know, And I know how it's obnoxious the media can be. Believe me. And I get backed into a corner at parties by liberals who let me have it for my stands on this radio program. And deep inside me, you wanna... I want to <laughs> do exactly what this guy did. But you don't do that. Yeah, it's called self-control, you know? Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. You got to have it. You know, yeah, and, and, I I, and, I, and I think particularly conservatives need to be about that. Liberals, they run on emotion, you know? But we're supposed to be the voice of reason and civility and standing uh, up for the very best in American values. And part of that is not cold-cocking and body-slamming an obnoxious member of the media. Civility is like dying in our country, you know. it seems like sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, there we are. Um, I'm going to be privileged again, and it's been over 20 years I've been doing this. I've been asked to do it, to emcee the uh, remarkable Memorial Day ceremony out at Glen Haven Memorial Park off Temple Road, south of Howell Branch and Horatio on Monday, Memorial Day, Glen Haven Memorial Park. Um, Sally Kopke and her team put together a remarkable tribute to those who are serving and have served this country. Takes you all through the history of our wars, and uh, it, it's just the most remarkable thing. A special tributes uh, this time around to our Vietnam veterans, and a very special invitation for you Vietnam vets to be with us on Monday. Something is going to happen in your honor. And I am going to share it with you as I interview the woman who is making this great tribute to our often overlooked and disrespected Vietnam vets. Stay tuned. It is coming up in the next half hour. Right now, if you're just joining us, Deb's going to update you on one of the top stories of the morning that we've been talking about on Good Morning Orlando since 6 o'clock. Deb? The, the GOP health care bill that was passed by the House, uh, the grade is in. It would cause about 23 million Americans to lose their health insurance coverage by 2026. That's according to a new report from the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. The CBO report says the legislation would also prompt about $119 billion in deficit reduction over a decade. The GOP bill to repeal and replace Obamacare now faces opposition in the Senate. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. This is a pretty cool story. One when I first started reading, I couldn't quite understand where it was going. But in the end, it turns out it's just a young person trying to do something good for the world. For one Alabama college student's. It's 17 state lawns down and 33 lawns to mow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm really into it. Well, Rodney Smith Jr. has a goal of mowing at least one lawn in every state. 
Smith is the founder for the of the nonprofit Raising Men Lawn Care Service. His organization mows lawns for elderly and disabled customers, as well as single parents and members of the military. So Smith says mowing lawns in all 50 states is aimed at challenging himself and encouraging others to do good in their communities. Smith is also challenging others to mow lawns for others who can't do it themselves. I don't know if you have an answer to this question. My first thought is the logistics of this. I know. How does he get around? Probably, I have no idea. You can ride a lawnmower to another state. It would take you a year to get there. But I'm sure through social media he has no problems finding someone who would like to have their lawn mowed. Yeah, well, that's probably true, I guess, and maybe he uses their mower. The issue is he he, he provides the, the labor, the manpower, and the commitment. Yeah, exactly. I hate yard work. <laughs> I know that. So you're not going to join him on this? No. No? No, I mean, it's a good cause and everything, but no, I'll, I'll figure out some other way to Your altruism only back. goes so far. Yeah, yeah I hear you on yard that Yard work's the line there. <laughs> How about housework? No, that's okay. I'll do that. Oh, all right. We'll have Mike Yaffe cleaning a house in every every state in the union, <laughs> all fifty states. I see a contest. Man, I got up. I got wrapped into that easily. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna help me? Are starting you gonna go to Deborah's house? No, no I, I draw the line at housework. <laughs> yeah, Bryce just said starting at your house. I think yeah. that was the real goal here. Just get well, me to clean your yeah, house. If you're not gonna come over and cut my grass, uh, talk about cutting it close. New yep. York lottery officials say twenty four million dollar jackpot was claimed two days before it was set to expire. Earlier, I had said it was the day before. The ticket holder claimed the prize Tuesday in Manhattan. The person was unaware of the win until recent news coverage prompted him to look through a pile of old tickets where he found that $24 million winner wow. sitting right there. And you get a year, right? You get a year. So he had just about played out the string. Yes, he did. 363 days. Whew. And finally, welcome to Thursday. Not quite the end of the week, but we're almost there. Started back in 1988. Today, in case you didn't know, is Red Nose Day. You'll oh, yeah. See the commercials for Walgreens and such. The, yep. It's designed to raise money for children's causes. You can catch NBC's Red Nose Day television event at 9 p.m. Eastern. Today is also National Missing Children's Day, National Tap Dance Day, and National Wine Day. Well, there you go. So enjoy. You've been whining ever since you walked in the building. Is I that really what that is have. you're celebrating? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> no, it's the wine that you drink. Oh, oh, okay. Which <laughs> could come sooner than noon for me today. <laughs> yeah, if he's been tap dancing. But it's noon somewhere. Has he really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he usually does on the show. You don't you don't want to see me tap dance. It's not a pretty sight. That's the beauty of radio. We don't have to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God for it, too. Thank you, Deb. You're welcome, bud. Memorial Day weekend, and I hope it will be about more than the beach and barbecues for you. And as patriots, one and all, I'm sure that you will find time to actually experience Memorial Day and to honor those who have served this great country. And so it is that I'll be privileged again after more than 20 years. This is such a great honor for me on Memorial Day to MC the proceedings for the Memorial Day ceremony at Glen Haven Memorial Park in Winter Park, 11 o'clock Monday morning, 2300 Temple Drive in Winter Park. Temple runs off Howell Branch and Horatio just south of there, and you are all welcome with a special invitation to our Vietnam vets. There will be a rousing ceremony in tribute to all those who have served in all the wars of this great country. 
And the special focus again this year will be on the Vietnam War and our Vietnam veterans. And so it is that I welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch and the Good Morning Orlando microphone a very special guest from a very special organization she founded called the Vietnam Unforgettable Memories Foundation. And the founder of the group is with me now. Christine Dow, good morning to you. Thanks for coming on the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm just fine, and I'm delighted and honored to have you with us. I know you and your family came to this country from Vietnam at the end of the war in the 70s. Just share briefly with us the very special place you have always had in your heart for America's Vietnam vets, Christine. Um, you know, it has been over 50 years after the war. The Vietnam veterans have served, served bravely to defend the country they never knew and uh, for the people they never met. They fought for our freedom, the Republic of South Vietnam. Um, when they returned home here in the U.S., the Vietnam vet faced the, um, what you call, humiliation, the discrimination. Oh, I remember it well. It was <laughs> awful, and they've never received the respect and the honor that they deserve. Yes. And and you've always, you know, you've always believed that, you know, you owe your life in America to those who served in fighting for your country 50 years ago in Vietnam, right? Absolutely. That yeah. is always marking our heart to, uh, for them. So let's talk about the Vietnam Unforgettable Memories Foundation that you founded a few years ago, what the organization does and what the purpose is. Um, our mission in VN, well, for short, is a VN3KT organization, uh, is paid the tribute to our Vietnam uh, veterans and their families. Uh, we are the commemorative partner of the Department of Defense 50-year anniversary Vietnam War commemoration our work is to honor, to preserve, to educate, and to ensure the current and the future generation to remember the Vietnam War history and never forget to sacrifice the valor, the bravery uh, of our veterans. And we want to, Christine, invite all Vietnam veterans to be with us uh, Monday morning uh, at Glenhaven Memorial Cemetery. They will be honored in a very, very special way by your organization. Talk about what you plan to do Monday. Yep. yep. Um, as you all know, the Memorial Day is uh, the time of uh, remembrance and to honor who put, put to those who put the military uniform, gave their life for democracy and freedom. This coming mem Memorial Day, we like to remember the fallen, those who went to war to defend us that never came back, those missing in action, and share a moment with the family that lost their life, uh, their loved one. Uh, in addition to that, especially the last several years, as a part of 50-year Vietnam War commemoration objective, we like to spare a time to give thanks to the veteran and their family that's still with us. And you'll be uh, presenting special pins to Vietnam veterans as well, correct? Yes. yes. Um, uh, during that time, we would like to, it's, a, it's a token of appreciation from the Department of Defense that we serve as a messenger. We like to uh, honor all Vietnam veterans with the Vietnam War lapel pin. And you could find uh, the information in the fact sheet uh, in www.vietnamwar50th.com, our website. And that website is a part of Vietnam War commemoration. That is Vietnam50th.com? Yes, sir. 
Excellent. And how can folks learn more about your organization, the Vietnam Unforgettable Memories Foundation, Christine? Uh, it's very easy. Um, uh, Vietnam Unforgettable Memory Foundation, or uh, as I indi- indicate, is VN3KT, is a nonprofit organization founded in April 2013, and I'm a founder of that. Um, you can search us uh, to see all our activities um, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on the website with the search keyword uh, as VN3KT. Um, and you can see um, our activity. We support the loan seller 5K, 10K run annually at Baldwin Park, uh, the City of Orlando Veteran Day Parade, um, and go on. And I understand. I, and I, re- I would like everybody coming out, and especially with this Memorial Day, we, rem- we remember last year we present the similar at the Naval Air Station at mm-hmm. River, Maryland. And and you can see the video at our website, the Facebook, and YouTube as well. Excellent. Thank you very much. The um, marvelous founder of the uh, Vietnam Unforgettable Memories Foundation and a special tribute to our Vietnam vets at the Glen Haven Memorial Park Memorial Day services that I'll be emceeing next Monday morning in Winter Park along Temple Drive. Thank you, Christine Dow, for coming on, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You Have bet. a nice day. Just ahead here, the Rush Morning Update and an update on Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFL. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Thursday at the top of the 8 o'clock hour as we bring you the very latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning the grade is in for the GOP health care bill, and the Avatar themed expansion is opening at Disney World. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And we'll focus on a government intrusion most of us just don't even know about, think about, or just accept. Maybe we need to change that. Let's talk about it together next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Friday Eve or Thursday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 102.5. A nonpartisan report is estimating about 23 million people would lose their health insurance by 2026 under the latest House Republican health care bill. The projection was in a report issued yesterday by the Congressional Budget Office. The bill passed the Republican-controlled House by a single vote but faces an uncertain fate in the Senate. It aims to repeal and replace Obamacare. But the CBO report also says the legislation would prompt about $119 billion in deficit reduction over a decade. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump's first official foreign trip has him in Brussels today, where he'll meet with NATO leaders. The meeting is expected to focus on the Trump administration's commitment to the military alliance. Trump is expected to demand that all member nations meet the commitment of spending at least 2% of GDP on defense. NATO leaders say they want Trump's commitment to the element of the NATO treaty, in which members agree that an attack on one member country is an attack on all. Meanwhile, former President Barack Obama says there are threats in the world that require vigilance. Obama joined German Chancellor Angela Merkel in Berlin today at an event to mark 500 years since the Protestant Reformation. The event held at the Brandenburg Gate drew a massive crowd. Obama reflected on his time in office and said it's important that young people pick up the baton to continue to change the world for the better. 
Chicago is making changes following the United Airlines passenger dragging incident last month at O'Hare Airport. Alderman Ed Burke spoke yesterday after the city council approved an ordinance that bans city employees from helping airlines remove passengers from flights except during crimes or emergencies. No city employee, including an aviation police uh, officer or a Chicago police officer, can go on a plane and do the airline's dirty work. The policy change was initiated by Chicago Aviation Commissioner Ginger Evans the day after aviation officers dragged Dr. David Dow off a plane. Back here in the Sunshine State, the TSA is increasing its passenger scrutiny at the Fort Lauderdale Airport. The Transportation Safety Administration is officially rolling out a new program ahead of Memorial Day weekend at 10 airports, including Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport, the only Florida airport that will require passengers to remove more items at passenger screening checkpoints. Instead of just having to remove your shoes and your laptops, passengers will now be required to have electronic devices larger than a cell phone screened separately. The new guideline will also include any food or even books. Any reason why that would happen only at Fort Lauderdale? We've got larger airports. I do remember there was a terrorist attack there. Is that it? Well, not a terrorist attack, but there was the, the gunman who had opened fire in uh, December or January. Right, in the baggage claim area. Right. He had taken a gun that he had checked and taken it out in a baggage claim, but he had but he had radical Islamic terrorist connections. Uh, as far as I'm aware of, that that would be the only incident which would lead to why this would be the only airport right now. In, the time, in Florida that would have these extra guidelines. Very interesting. Yeah. And finally, the new Avatar-themed expansion is set to open at Walt Disney World. Disney chairman Bob Iger and movie director James Cameron were on hand at the theme park yesterday to celebrate the opening of the new area at the Animal Kingdom, where Iger said they were thrilled to bring the science fiction world of Pandora to life. Walt Disney famously said that it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And it's a sentiment that captures the soul of our company, reflecting the optimistic spirit that really drives everything that we do. The exhibit dedicated to the 2009 blockbuster film will officially open Saturday. And that's not all. There'll be ride slides and lots of splashing at today's grand opening of Universal's South Seas-themed Volcano Bay Water Park. The 28-acre attraction is basically the replacement for uh, Wet n' Wild which closed December 31st. They got that 200-foot-high volcano that's so visible as we've watched it uh, grow uh, alongside I-4 down in that area. Yeah, that you can actually slide down. Yeah, this looks really, really cool. It really does. Yep. It really does. WFLA News Time 808. Read about a lucky lottery winner claiming their prize in the nick of time at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. Got a question. What do these have in common? Auctioneers, butter tasters, florists, hair braiders, interior designers, makeup artists, and taxidermists all have in common. They all are required by the government to get licenses to pursue these lines of work. This is ridiculous. We'll talk about it next as we continue into hour number three. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Just visit laurahasthebuyers.com. So, Deb, you were telling us about the grand opening of Disney's big Animal Kingdom attraction based on the Avatar movie. Yeah, Pandora. And we got a caller who apparently has already had a peek. Oh, well, let's talk to Brian, and uh, maybe he can fill in the details for us. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you all doing today? 
We're doing all right. Kind of wish we were trading places. <laughs> well, let, let me put this out there first. So um, I'm actually not that big of a Disney fan. I'm actually more of a Universal guy. I've got family that works for Universal, but I was gifted annual passes when we got married in October. Okay. So my wife and I were like, okay, let's go. And they had a, basically a, a screening for annual pass holders. Thought nothing of it. Why would this ride be there? I will hands down say if you are within the sound of my voice, you need to go to this attraction. Not necessarily the first week, but it is an attraction that it left me speechless when I left. Wow. Without, without, what, is without it what is it that stands out at Pandora? Without spoiling, I don't want to spoil the ride, but basically from a lot of people what they know on the 3D ride is you basically sit in like a motorcycle seat. It's really weird. It's like, And then a back brace comes up and holds you on the back and holds you behind your calves, and you're kind of confused on why you're doing this. But have either of you ever been on Soren? No. So, Soren is basically like a hang gliding simulator, but this is about that 15 times turned up. So when you're riding the ride, it feels like most rides will blow a little bit of wind in your face and a little bit of water. It feels like you're sticking your head out of a window because it's, as, as you're flying, it feels like the wind is punching you in the face. And not in a bad way. It doesn't, it's not uncomfortable. So this is the um, ride where you're on the back of a banshee. Yes. And when you're sitting, the weirdest part for me was when you're sitting there is I didn't notice it until about 10 seconds in, which is not long. You feel the banshee breathing underneath you. Oh, so wow. As you, as you as it drops and takes a bigger plummet, it takes a deep breath, and you feel your legs widen apart because the airbag's in there compressing. And then when he shoots back up and takes a breath, you feel the air compress out of its lungs. And it's really, really weird to explain and hard to explain. Yeah. But I left speed, And that's not even taking into account what the place looks like. The place looks amazing. But I just thought, oh, they're going for looks. The rides are going to be whatever. Brian, before you go, what about these floating mountains I've been hearing about? <laughs> it is. It's. They're, flo they're floating. <laughs> There's a little bit of structure you can see holding them up, but it's the place looks a lot bigger when you're inside. When you walk up and you see photos, it looks like, oh, there's a mountain. But it's so layered uh, just how deep it goes. It, the, the land looks gigantic when you're in there, even though it's not. It's actually a pretty small area. And what about but the bioluminescence? Is it as beautiful as I'm imagining it will unfortunately, be? Unfortunately, I wasn't there for nighttime, but the one thing I will say they did very, very good with is in the line for the dragon ride, or the banshee ride, I'm sorry, they have an entire queue section where you go through basically the dark. It's known as, I think it's the case, and it shows off all of those features. So if you're not there at nighttime, you still get to experience what it will look like. And if it looks anything like the queue did, I will we'll be back there when they're open for nighttime, without a question, because it, that part itself is cool. You're walking on the floor, and every step is lighting up as you walk, and everything's glowing, and everything's just, it's it's beautiful. Well, I, Brian, I, I don't praise Disney. It's as a uh, universal guy, I got to say, you make a heck of a Disney tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the weird thing is I'm not really a Disney guy. Yeah. I am a universal guy. Sounds... But to me, this puts, and I hate to say this, this puts Harry Potter like it, there's it, 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 below it. Really? Potter, and I never would have said. Boy, that is some now. endorsement. I got to go, Brian. We're just out of time for the segment. Yeah, no, that's fine. You have a great rest of your day. Thank no. you. You too. Yeah. How wow. about that? He well, loves the Avatar Pandora attraction at Disney. This just continues to show how the theme parks have to continue to add more and more new and new because our, our appetite for it, you know, sure. something as new as Harry Potter sure. a few years ago can already in this day and age not seem passe. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, Harry Potter is, is going to be bringing a holiday celebration for the first time this Christmas. But That's still, right. it sounds like it's a pretty amazing attraction. No, we are the beneficiary of the theme park wars as long as we can still afford a ticket. Yeah, exactly. Or know something. <laughs> Who can get us in? Thank you, Deb. You're welcome. I know you got news coming up here at the bottom of the hour, so she'll be getting to that in just a moment uh, in the newsroom, and she'll be back with us with what she's got at eight thirty. 
Probably not going to have enough time with Dr. K's house call coming up at his new time at 840 and the news at 830 with Deb to get into this and give it the treatment it deserves. But maybe we'll just kind of give you a taste of it and revisit it when we have more time to give it the attention it deserves. It is outrageous in this country how many lines of work require government blessings in the form of licensing and what it takes to get a license and what it costs that you must pay to the government to get a license in many, many jobs, well over a thousand, where it's really hard to make the case that anybody ought to need a license, that you ought to have the freedom to get into a line of work and pursue it if you choose to. Now, we understand that some occupational licenses are necessary to protect consumer from from genuine health and safety risks. Absolutely. You sure want to go in, you know, to visit your doctor and you want to see a license on the wall or whatever, as well as a diploma, etc. And many other lines of work as well. We get that. We're not debating that. Okay. There's a place for this. But Yaffe, it's gotten completely out of control to the point now where by recent estimates, more than 1,100 occupations require a license in at least one state. You can't pursue a career without the government's permission. Government butt out. This is not your business. When we're talking about requirements that are sometimes really burdensome, financially and in terms of time, that you have a license in order to be an auctioneer? Are you kidding me? Come on, if you can talk real fast and get the patter going and somebody wants to hire you, that should be the end of it. An auctioneer, give me a break. I feel like you could do that, bud, by the way. I've actually done it. I knew it. I'm not too bad. And do you have I'm, a license? Well, I'm no license, but I did it as a guest uh, thing. You, you, you were know, breaking the law, like a but fundraiser thing, okay? You know, and if I give a ten, give a ten, ten, twenty, and all of that kind of stuff. But at any rate, <laughs> you got to have a license in this country, Yaffe. Are you ready to be an auctioneer, a butter taster, a florist? A wait, hair- wait, wait, wait! A butter taster? You got to do it. Absolutely right. You know, you got to have a license in order to to taste butter. What about margarine? No, no, no license required for margarine. <laughs> Only butter. Get out of here. <laughs> Florist, hair braiders, makeup artists, taxidermists. You want to go stuff a beaver and you got to have a license? Give me a break. Wow. Ridiculous. Interior designers. It's just incredible. What is going on with this? The percentage of U.S. workers who need government permission to practice their occupation through licensing has grown from 5% in the 50s to nearly 30% today. And they say that it has ultimately cost nearly 3 million jobs. You know, people who can't do what it takes to get the license for one reason or another for a, for a line of work that doesn't require well, a license. It can license. be pretty expensive. Yes, and, and more than $200 billion in additional cost to consumers. The government gets its tentacles all over us in ways we don't even think about. I think with this licensing, we just accept it. But we shouldn't just accept it. I agree. You know? Anyway. I mean, the hairstyles thing is one thing that's ridiculous. You shouldn't need a license to be a hairstylist. I couldn't agree with you more. You know? You know, they had raids. I remember they had raids a few years ago of barbershops. Because I guess there were some barbershops that had people that weren't licensed. Talk about a waste of time of the cops. Yeah. <laughs> to raid barber shops because they don't have licenses. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It is amazing. You know, I mean, we ought to have the freedom to work and to go into a profession of our choosing without the government having to put a hurdle in our way and get into our pockets. You know? So think about that. We'll talk about it more 
in the future. Okay? Um, well, <laughs> I promised you Deborah Roberts with the news, and I never try to promise what I can't deliver. And by golly, here she is. Take it away, Deb. And now it's my turn to deliver. The House <laughs> Republican health care bill would result in 23 million people losing health insurance by 2026. That's according to a new report from the Nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, or the CBO. The GOP bill narrowly passed the House, in fact, by a single vote, and does face an uncertain fate in the Senate. It aims to repeal and replace Obamacare. The CBO report also says the legislation would prompt about $119 billion in deficit reduction over a decade. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Ah, bud, the items we have covered in these kinds of segments. We've covered uh, muddy jeans that cost over a thousand or close to a thousand dollars to look like you have a dirty job when you yeah, don't. Yeah, it's all of these products that are out there for people with a lot more money than cents. Yes, and this would be another one of them. Luxury designer Chanel is under fire from social media and activists after including a $1,325 boomerang in its collection of new spring and summer accessories. Because who doesn't need a nearly $1,400 boomerang? Gee whiz. Now, is this Chanel? Is this the perfume people? Yes. Okay. Luxury design house Chanel with Coco Chanel. Yeah, beyond the people pointing out that Spending more than $1,300 or $1,325 on a boomerang is maybe a stupid thing to do. Members and supporters of Australia's indigenous community are also accusing the luxury brand of cultural appropriation. (laughs) This is our boomerang. Exactly. The boomerang (laughs) is a cultural artifact of indigenous Australians, uh, but indigenous artists have long been undercut by businesses selling cheap knockoff boomerangs made outside of Australia. Well, you can get them for a couple of bucks. Exactly. The indigenous project officer at the Australian Museum notes the Chanel boomerang costs nearly 10% the average annual income of indigenous Australians. $1,400 for a boomerang. Hey, but if you don't need a boomerang, the company is also selling beach paddles and tennis rackets. For thousands of dollars a piece. Chanel, huh? Chanel. There's got to be a market or they wouldn't be making them. Exactly. And then now there's news today that there the are... The boomerang market? The boomerang. infamous boomerang <laughs> exactly. demand that's going on? You know, I've got an extra $1,400 just rattling around in my purse. What could I possibly buy for $1,400 that I just don't have? But could really use yeah, I know. a Crazy. Chanel boomerang. It's hard to even relate to that. I know. And now, now they're even talking about these new jeans, the kind of tearaway jeans, the jeans separate underneath the legs as to whether or not you'd want to wear them. I believe those are called shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time. Yeah, shorts. exactly. Once upon a time. Gee whiz, Deb. Thank you. You're welcome, bud, man. It is wild and crazy stuff. And I don't make it up. I know you don't, which is the most amazing <laughs> thing about the special stories that only Deb seems to be able to find. Uh, Was it love at first smell? We're going to get the answer to that question as we bring you breaking health and medical news from my my doctor, the incomparable Dr. Ken Kronhaus. At a new time at 8.40 every Thursday, it's his house call, and he's striding resolutely onto the 50,000-watt front porch. We'll hear from Dr. K in just a moment. Don't miss it. That in Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. 
Doc, welcome aboard. And for all of us on Good Morning Orlando, we are glad you're with us with the Thursday Morning House Call. But great to be with you. This first item was really personally very disturbing to me because I'm working on about three hours of sleep. And you've got new research on how potentially deadly being short on sleep can be. I need to listen to this, and I bet a lot of other folks do as well. Journal of the American Heart Association this week, but that people with a common cluster of heart disease risk factors have a higher risk of dying if they get under six hours of sleep each night. The metabolic syndrome, it refers to a collection of conditions that when taken together, increase the risk of stroke, diabetes, and heart disease. These conditions, they include high blood pressure, elevated blood sugar levels, abnormal cholesterol or triglyceride levels, and excess body fat around the waist. 34% of adults in America are considered to have metabolic syndrome. If you have several heart disease risk factors, taking care of your sleep and consulting with a sleep specialist, if you have insufficient sleep is important. If you want to lower your risk of death from heart disease or stroke. Let me ask you a question here. If I sneak in for a two-hour nap in the afternoon and add that to the sleep I get overnight and I get six or more hours, does that count? Almost. That, that is <laughs> something worth trying to do. Okay, okay. It's not ideal, but maybe worth doing. Okay. Better, yes. Yeah, on the issue of the benefits of eating more fiber, new research you've got your hand on this morning. Is out of the annals of the rheumatic diseases this week. Eating a diet rich in fiber may lower the risk of developing painful knee osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis, also known as wear and tear arthritis, but is the most common type of arthritis affecting more than 30 million American adults. New research shows that a diet rich in fiber may lower the risk of developing painful osteoarthritis. And this is so important as we deal with all these problems with all these pain medications. Good sources of fiber include nuts, legumes, fruits, whole grains, and non-starchy vegetables. Higher total fiber intake, it's related to a lower risk of symptomatic osteoarthritis. Previous studies have shown that a diet rich in fiber has various health benefits from lowering blood pressure and weight to reducing inflammation and improving blood sugar levels. That's good stuff, and so is this. An awful lot of folks listening to us deal with chronic pain or occasional severe pain, you know, and sometimes you don't have to go to elaborate uh, medical measures to deal with it. There are some simple things that you can do that can help with the pain, right? Exactly. More lifestyle ways to lower your pain. This is out of the Journal of Endocrinology also this week. Pain, it affects more people in America than heart disease, cancer, and diabetes combined, but pain is the most common reason for Americans to access the health care system, and it accounts for a large proportion of the country's health care cost. The news this week is that vitamin D supplementation together with a good sleep hygiene may offer an effective way to manage pain and conditions such as arthritis, chronic back pain, fibromyalgia, and menstrual cramps. Sleep, vitamin D, and pain, they're linked through the immunological and neurobiological pathways. There are two ways in which vitamin D can affect pain sensitivity. One is through its influence on sleep and the other is through its influence on inflammation. How about that? 
Here's one that got Yaffe's attention because he's a big-time chocolate lover, and he's got a lot of company. And, of course, I like chocolate as well. And there's some good news about benefits of chocolate today, right? More amazing good news. This is out of the medical journal Heart this week, that eaten in moderation, chocolate bud could reduce your risk of an irregular heartbeat by a fifth. Eating between two and six ounces of chocolate every week, it's associated with a 20% reduced risk of atrial fibrillation. Remember, AFib is characterized by the rapid and irregular beating of the upper chambers or atria of the heart. As a result, the flow of blood into the lower part, the ventricles, is compromised. Patients with AFib, they're five times more likely to have a stroke and are at a double the risk of heart-related death, consuming just small to moderate amounts of chocolate, especially dark chocolate, which is higher in antioxidants, can benefit the heart. Eating excessive amounts of chocolate, it's not recommended, bud. However, because many chocolate products, they're high in calories from sugar and fat, and they could lead to weight gain and other metabolic uh, problems. Now, just to be sure here, Yaffe, listen closely. Two to six ounces of chocolate a week, not a day. (laughs) Right. Isn't that right, Doc? Correct. Sorry, Yaffe. Fine. (laughs) Got to follow the doctor's orders. <laughs> and, Doc, before you go, curious headline. I have no idea where you're leading us with this. Was it love at first smell? Please explain. Real quickly, Frontiers in Psychology Journal this week. Beauty is not always in the eye of the beholder, but sometimes it's in the ears or nose of the beholder, too. New research suggests that a person's voice and scent can be just as important as physical appearance and how attractive someone is to others. That is fantastic stuff. Great house call as always, Doc. Love you at the new time, and uh, it's great to have you with us every Thursday morning at 840 on the 50,000-watt front porch. Be well, bud. Thank you, Doc. He'll be heading on out to uh, save lives and provide the best of heart care at Lake Cardiology. Is great practice here that I am proud to represent, and I've been a patient for more than a dozen years, as you well know. He saved my life with his heart care and heart care technology embodied in his BudScan 2.0 heart scan that most insurance will cover. Why don't you schedule an appointment? You'll see how special he is and his staff that backs him up at Lake Cardiology. Dr. Kronhaus, 352 735 1400 352 735 1400 and if you enjoy doc on the radio on the house call you'll love him on his nationally syndicated show that we carry every sunday afternoon or two here on wfla tune in for good day health with dr ken we'll get into this a little bit earlier and everybody's talking about it they've got a special election for a house seat out in montana very conservative red state and the republican greg Ginforti was neck and neck with his Democratic opponent. The special election is today. All of a sudden, a reporter got into his face, and he said he had had enough. It had to do with uh, the reporter asking for his take on the uh, House Republican bill and the CBO score on it, et cetera, that we've been talking about. And this guy, he had had enough of the media, and I can totally understand that. But he ended up body slamming him to the ground, and now he's facing some charges. Let's listen to a bit of this. Uh, Yaffe, roll it. And what yeah, you we'll talk it. to you about that later. Yeah, but there's not going to be time. I'm just curious if okay, you have the speak with right Shane, now. please. But you don't. Sick and tired of you guys. The last time you came in here, you did the same thing. Get the hell out of here. Wow. A couple of newspapers have rescinded their endorsement of Gin 40. 
I don't know how it's going to play. Maybe there's enough contempt for the media and the anti-Trump and anti-Republican, anti-conservative media in all in Montana that it'll cut the other way and sweep Jan Forty into office. I don't know, Yaffe, but he's in trouble with the law and he's got a simple assault charge against him right now. I know. What are the other? Mem- if he wins, are the other members of Congress going to be a little afraid of him? <laughs> don't 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 make him mad. I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's crazy enough. If he wins, people might be duking it out all over the uh, you know, <laughs> exactly right all over the Capitol. I remember back in the pre Civil War area, there was a famous uh, famous caning of Sumner. You know, yeah. where, where a guy actually almost beat to death a member of the United States Senate. It was in the uh, you know in the pre Civil War slavery era and all of that. You know. I mean, uh, but boy, this was really something. I mean, this was like a wrestling type takedown, right? Well, that's what multiple witnesses are saying that he like choke slammed him, picked him up by the neck, and brought him down. Now he is saying, and his campaign is saying that he did not do that. That he kind of tried to grab the microphone, and they both got knocked to the ground. But witnesses, there's other witnesses saying something different. Yeah, and he's saying, well, the reporter is the cause of it, is what he's saying. But you know what? I mean, listen, believe me. I get into some awful arguments with people to know who I am and what I do and what I stand for here on WFLA, and they'll back me into a corner and, and start working me over, you know, verbally. But I never lay a hand on them, and I never would. you got to control yourself, and conservatives need to be better than that. It'll be interesting to see how this plays in the special election in Montana, which is today. We'll watch for it. Yeah, I mean, I understand being upset at the media, but it's kind of part of the game when you're running for office. Right. I, can't, I try to put myself in his shoes and I can't imagine myself doing that to anyone in no, a situation like that. I really can't either. Um, by the way, you're on tonight in your primetime show, Beyond Reason. Yes, I'm on 7 to 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, we'll probably talk about this. Trump's getting a lot of blame for this. Somehow they're blaming Trump for oh, this whole thing. Of course. Thing. I've is. already seen stories about that. So we'll oh, talk about that and more tonight. All his fault. Same numbers and text line numbers with Yaffe in primetime. And he'll be back with us tomorrow morning on the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. You can catch us anywhere you happen to be, anytime. Uh, the crystal clear signal all of our programs on wfla good morning orlando and rush and everybody else download the absolutely free and phenomenal iHeartRadio radio app downloaded it is absolutely free the iHeartRadio radio app it is just amazing so that'll do it from the front gate realty studio visit laura has the buyers.com always great to be with you here on wfla news radio 1025 fm still on am 540 nationwide on iHeartRadio. yes we are a proud iHeartRadio radio station thanks for being with us on the 50,000 watt front porch have a great day thank you god bless you and god bless america